Reverend John Yaxley from the town of Ellesmere Port. We hope whoever you are, wherever you are on life's journey, that you are blessed and encouraged by this time of worship and praise, which we can enjoy together, although it's online. Our call to worship. Lord God, you call us to this space and place. Out of our busyness, from our apathy and indifference and our self-centeredness. You call us to a place and attitude of worship. Thank you today for the privilege of praising you together. We recognise that you are worthy of our praise. We ask that you be with us now in a way that is real and powerful to each one of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We will now have our first song, Great is the Lord and Most Worthy of Praise. Great is the Lord and Most Worthy of Praise. The city of our God, the holy place, the joy of the whole earth. Great is the Lord in whom we have the victory. He aids us against the enemy. Bow down on our knees And Lord we want to lift your name on high And Lord we want to thank you For the works you've done in our lives And Lord we trust in your unfailing love For you alone are God eternal throughout earth and heaven above. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise, the city of our God, the holy place, the joy of the whole earth. Great is the Lord in whom we have the victory. He aids us against the enemy. We bow down on our Lord, we want to lift your name on high. And Lord, we want to thank you for the works you've done in our lives. And Lord, we trust in your unfailing love. For you alone are God eternal throughout earth and heaven above. And Lord, we want to lift your name on high. 
to thank you for the works you've done in our lives. And Lord, we trust in your unfailing love. For you alone are God eternal throughout earth and heaven above. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. You are God eternal. We follow our first song with the reading of Psalm 48. Psalm 48 Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise in the city of our God, his holy mountain. Beautiful in its loftiness, the joy of the whole earth. Like the heights of Zaphon is Mount Zion, the city of the great king. God is in her citadels. He has shown himself to be her fortress. When the kings joined forces, when they advanced together, they saw her and were astounded. They fled in terror. Trembling seized them. Pain like that of a woman in labour. You destroyed them like ships of Tarshish, shattered by an east wind. As we have heard, so we have seen, in the city of the Lord Almighty, in the city of our God, God makes her secure forever. Within your temple, O God, we meditate on your unfailing love. Like your name, O God, your praise reaches to the ends of the earth. Your right hand is filled with righteousness. Mount Zion rejoices. The villages of Judah are glad because of your judgments. Walk about Zion, go around her, count her towers, consider well her ramparts, view her citadels, that you may tell of them to the next generation. For this God is our God for ever and ever. He will be our guide even to the end. Now, here are some prayers of confession. Shall we pray? Lord God, we remind ourselves that we forget how amazing and wonderful and beautiful you are, that you alone are worthy of our praises. There are times we forget you and fail to put you first in our lives. There are times we forget that you are the joy of the whole earth and even that you guide us throughout our lives you alone lord god promise your presence with us and a sure hope of eternity in heaven so in quietness now we confess our failings to you our wrong thoughts and times of failing to act as you would have us act. Forgive us, cleanse us 
and renew us, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. We follow our prayers of confession with a reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 12. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verses 1 to 10. I must go on boasting. Although there's nothing to be gained, I will go on to visions and revelations from the Lord. I know a man in Christ who, 14 years ago, was caught up to the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know, but God knows, was caught up to paradise and heard inexpressible things, things that no one is permitted to tell. I will boast about a man like that. But I will not boast about myself except about my weaknesses. Even if I should choose to boast, I would not be a fool, because I would be speaking the truth. But I refrain, so no one will think more of me than is warranted by what I do or say, or because of these surpassingly great revelations. Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan, to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That's why for Christ's sake I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. By a roadway in the wilderness, you lead. 
For our message today, I wanted to focus on a verse right at the end of 2 Corinthians chapter 12, which we have had read for us today. It's verse 10. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I suppose it's quite likely that most of you listening in today will have been born in the British Isles. Perhaps some of you have moved uh, to this country for various reasons. And most of us will be aware of the Western way of thinking, a culture that tells us the powerful and strong is good and the weak and ineffective is, is not good. If we think about leaders of different organisations, not just churches, we maybe think of people with powerful character and personality. Those who lead, knowing where the organisation is at and knowing uh, where they think the organisation should be going, having plans in place to achieve that goal or purpose. I don't know about you today, I've never really been that kind of person. I actually believe it's good for leaders to, to show appropriately some form of vulnerability. It can help the people they are leading to identify with them. It shows that leaders are actually human too. 
who can really engage with a person who has life all worked out? What about leading from a place of weakness or vulner vulnerability? That's a tough word to say. I'm not going to repeat it. It's too difficult. Winston Churchill made some amazing speeches. Those speeches have often inspired me and I know that many people gathered around probably the radio more than the, than the TV to listen in, to hear what he was saying. There was a public persona or perception of a powerful speaker and person and leader. But I understand in his private life, he had bouts of depression and huge self-doubts. A bit like the thorn in the flesh of the Apostle Paul, which he mentions in 2 Corinthians. Nelson, a great leader, actually from my home county of Norfolk, so I should be keen to champion Nelson today, but he would be seasick the first day or two of his voyage as he was starting off from land before he engaged in battle where he was usually victorious. Who would have thought that when we consider Nelson as a great leader of people? So what's your weakness? What's your difficulty? What thing is there in your life right now that is painful and unwelcoming? Here's Paul's words again. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties, for when I am weak, then I am strong. Here are some words which Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 onwards. Are they servants of Christ? I am out of my mind to talk like this. I am more. I have worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely and been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews the forty lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I've been in danger from rivers, from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. I have laboured and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and have often gone without food. I have been cold and naked. 
Beside everything else, I face the daily pressure of my concern for all the churches. Who is weak and I do not feel weak? Who is led into sin and I do not inwardly burn? Paul lets us know very powerfully in these words that he delights or he embraces the difficulties of life. Those things which God allows to come along because in his weaknesses, in his trials, he is a stronger person. How do our difficulties affect us? And how do we respond to those issues or problems? I am asking myself this question as much as I ask you today. You will know, most of you, that I've had health issues for about two years now. I've been in hospital more times than I can remember or count. I've had two operations, chemotherapy followed by radiotherapy. I cannot say in all honesty that I embrace or have embraced or welcomed those things. I certainly haven't delighted them. I would not have chosen them. But in the hard times of life, I am aware that God is doing a powerful work in my life. Throughout my health issues, I have been saying, and you've probably heard me say it before, there seem to be two key things that I need to learn. Patience and humility. Patience and humility. I suppose we've all longed, probably often longed, for the pandemic to be long gone, to, for life to return to some semblance of normality. And we can attempt to rush through the seasons of life which God has for each one of us. I say that for us individually, as one person, but also as Christian communities or people who do not yet follow Jesus and are not yet Christians. My sister for several months and years before that has had a tough time in her life and she's often sent me a text on the phone which has said I'm just taking life one day at a time. I would say that I've learnt a bit more about what that phrase means the last couple of years. We can only live life one day at a time, can't we? We don't want to be constantly looking back or rushing ahead, but enjoying each day with its challenges, with its difficulties, with its opportunities. Here are three quotes, not necessarily written by Christian people, but I think they do connect with the theme I'm speaking on this morning. The first one 
by someone called Ralph Stockman. Nothing is so strong as gentleness and nothing is so gentle as strength. The second quote by Eleanor Roosevelt. You gain strength, courage and confidence by every experience in which you really stop to look fear in the face. You are able to say to yourself, I live through this horror. I can take the next thing that comes along. The last quote by Walter D. Wintle. If you think you are beaten, you are. If you think you dare not, you don't. If you'd like to win, but think you can't, it's almost a kinch, you won't. If you think you'll lose, you're lost. For out in the world we find, success begins with a fellow's will. It's all in the state of the mind. If you think you're outcasted, you are. You've got to think high to rise. You've got to be sure of yourself before you can ever win a prize. Life's battles don't always go to the stronger or faster man. But sooner or later, the man or woman who wins is the person who thinks that they can. For the Apostle Paul, there was a really powerful thought in his mindset, in his life, that he was actually sharing in Jesus' sufferings. I don't know if that's something we've ever considered when times are tough in our personal lives. So here are some powerful words from the book of Philippians chapter 3 verse 7 onwards. But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his suffering, becoming like him in his death and so somehow attaining to the resurrection of the dead. I suppose I've prepared and delivered thousands of sermons over the years. And I used to be probably a little bit arrogant because I had a good speaking voice and felt I could deliver a good message and that kind of thing. But it seems that the longer I live, the more I preach. I'm aware of my failures 
and weaknesses. And the fact that without God's help, I really cannot deliver much at all. So I hope you feel today this has been delivered from a place of weakness and humility. The patience bit, I think I'm still having to work or God's working on in my life uh, at this time. But I ask you, as I ask myself, what is my response to difficulties, challenges of life? Do we see them or perceive them as difficulties or opportunities? We can't answer that question for other people, but we can answer it for ourselves. Do we see strength and power in our lives, which can only come from God? I pray that we can. I pray that as we've heard this message today and as we are living our lives in a difficult and challenging season, I pray we know God at work in our lives. That is why Paul wrote, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in persecutions, in hardships, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Thank you for listening in today. God bless you all. We now have the song, The Potter's Hand, by Darlene Zouch, I'm going to call her. It's a difficult name to uh, pronounce. It, it's a powerful song, reminding us that God shapes us and moulds us and works powerfully in our lives through his Holy Spirit. That he guides us and that he calls us. And this is what? I feel he is doing uh, powerfully um, in so many different ways.
and so to prayers of intercession. Shall we pray? Father, we pray into a world that is mixed up, where not all that happens or occurs is according to your will. Lord God, we intercede for your worldwide church, our brothers and sisters in the Christian faith, who are persecuted because of what they publicly declare and believe. Those who are often imprisoned, tortured, hungry and ridiculed, sometimes by their own families. We pray that in their hardships, they will know your presence and peace in a way that is overwhelmingly gracious and powerful to them. We pray for all people who lead in churches, government, community, for all people in places or positions of authority. In our prayers together, we ask that you give them wisdom, strength and integrity. We remember all working in different ways in healthcare, asking that you bless and empower and bring your healing to them. We know that many are overwhelmed by the sheer volume or number of deaths and bereavements they have encountered. We think today of those who have recently been involved in the conference for the Methodist Church. We pray that as they return to their churches and positions of leadership, that you will encourage them and renew them. And that people uh, back home at the churches who have not attended conference will be able to understand what has been happening there and take on board new ideas and new ways of thinking. Lord, we ask today that you sustain those who are tired and weary and in need of encouragement. As today is American Independence Day, we pray for that great nation and country, a powerful player in the politic politics of this world. We pray for President Biden, that you will give him strength and even joy in the role that he has to play. We pray for ourselves because we need you and your power in our lives to face the challenges of each day and to be the people that you are calling us to be. And now the words of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. As our last song today, we're going to have Just a Closer Walk with Thee by Randy Travis. It begins with the words appropriately, I am weak, but thou art strong.
And now a concluding prayer, a prayer of blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Amen.